0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business model as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Alyssa Stoughton. Alyssa, how's it going? Doing good. Good. Thank you for being on the podcast today.
2: Thanks for inviting me.
1: Absolutely. So we'll kind of go ahead and get right into it. So what is the name of your facility and where are you guys located at?
2: So I own a title boxing club franchise here in Columbia, South Carolina.
1: Okay, all right, got it. And so it's a little, um, it's a unique way that you came, you know, across this business to be the owner. So can you kind of share that with us? Like how this came about?
2: Yeah, it was definitely not your normal path, and not something. If you had asked me ten years ago, that I would have seen myself doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a very physically active person. I enjoy fitness. I started doing martial arts in college, um, and then a few years later, met my husband at a dojo was well. But when we moved to Columbia, South Carolina, um, back in 2014, I was between jobs um i have a master's degree typically into the fitness industry um but i started working out at a different um fitness facility and after i was there for a few months one of the trainers left and at that point i'd become friends with um the owner so i called him and asked if he was going to be replacing that trainer um and he said I am, did you have somebody in mind? And I basically just volunteered myself, um, and just discovered that I absolutely love the fitness industry. I love teaching. I love helping people meet their goals. Um, you know, and and I'm sure, you know, Ryan fitness is so beneficial aside from just the physical, but the mental and the emotional, um, the community building it's, it's just everything. So, um, being able to facilitate that has been absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I, um, I switched to title uh, to title from my my first job in fitness um, back in 2017, and started out as the assistant GM of the franchise that I currently own. Okay. So I I took this over as the owner um, in July of 2020.
1: Okay. Awesome. So so definitely I, I love that you know you're in it for more than just the physical benefits of this and you realize that, you know, for your, for your members as well.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, they're, they're really what makes coming to work every day. So special, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to like you taking ownership, how did that come Mm -hmm. about?
2: So I'm actually technically the third owner of this particular franchise. And the woman I took it over from initially approached me um, back in like March or April of 2020 when we had been shut down due to COVID and had expressed that um, that she kind of needed to to limit some of her financial exposure right now. She owned two other titles as well. Um, and she was in Jacksonville, so not an easy commute for her right. and made made me an offer. Um, I knew it was not something that my husband and I wanted to take on, you know, by ourselves. So we reached out to some friends of ours who are also uh, members of the club um, that we had become friends with on the outside of the club as well. Um, and they were gung ho to do it with us, and and um, were really excited at the opportunity. Then we all kind of sat down and, and met with financial advisors and and you know all the other things you do before you buy a business. Yeah, and we just couldn't get the numbers to to work given the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and the fact that we moved from a twenty-two hundred square foot facility to a twenty-six or a forty-six hundred square foot facility yeah. and had to do a build out and all that. Um, You know, so I, so I, as much as I was interested in doing it, we declined the initial offer. So she started looking for other potential buyers. Um, was really unable to find anybody, of course, middle pandemic. So not surprising. Mm -hmm. And she circled back to me, um, late June and made another offer that was, um, far more palatable yeah and with within about three weeks i think it was a done deal we you know we said let's do it Mm -hmm. and um you know so so now i'm here 60 hours a week teaching teaching classes and and running the business and it's um it's been exciting it's been nerve-wracking um but i get to go to work loving what i do every day and i and i Mm -hmm. I am thankful for that. Not everybody has that.
1: Right. That's a good point. Now when you guys, so when you actually made the deal, did, did your friends come in as well or were they, were they still out?
2: Yeah, they came in. Yeah, no, they came in as well. Um, so the way we have it broken down, they're a little bit older than us. Their kids are out of college. Mm -hmm. So, um, I have, uh, a senior in high school right now. So we're just kind of entering that phase and I also have an eighth grader. Right. So um, we're like a 65, 35% financial split. Mm-hmm. So they they are the primary, you know, majority owners.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but the way we actually set up the LLC when we purchased it is that um, in terms of decision-making powers, it's, I have the majority. Um, since I'm the one in the club, Mm -hmm. all the time so you're on the front lines yeah i'm on the front lines and you know i i I see them all the time because they come to classes um you know and discuss things with them Uh, but the only time we really discuss business is when i send out a message like i had to do yesterday and say hey guys we need to infuse the business a little bit more cash right now so Mm -hmm. it's time for another deposit um you know which is Fortunately, it's never met with any resistance, um, you know, and they yeah. know they know what I do here. So
1: yeah, absolutely. I'm
2: not a... Yeah, so it's um, it's been a good partnership. I I don't know how other people doing going into business. I know sometimes it can be difficult going into business with friends or family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when we went into it, we were all very open and upfront about our expectations. What our pain point was when it came to the finances um you know kind of just laid everything out so um you know we're we're still not um making a profit but that's okay we're still in a pandemic but we're not bleeding either so
1: yeah so what yeah yeah, i'm curious so what are you guys doing right now so obviously you know you've had to change some operational Things like with the pandemic, mm-hmm. so as of right now, like what are you guys actively doing to to try to get more people in the door, um, so to speak?
2: So you know, of course, tons of social media, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of the the reaching out that we would typically be doing with going to you know events, uh, fitness fairs, bridal showers, you know, the the places that you'd normally hit, or even. Farmers markets um, have been a challenge due to the the pandemic. Just you know, I'm fully vaccinated, but I still don't want to be in crowds of people and in closed spaces. Right. and um and a lot of those events aren't even being held right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the positives for us is where we relocated, we're We're literally in the same shopping complex that we used to be, but we're in a far more visible location. So we get a very good number of people who just walk by like, I didn't even know this was here and I've been looking for something like this. Um, a lot of word of mouth. Uh, we've got very, very dedicated members who can't wait to bring in their friends and family to experience the club for themselves. Um, we tried our first direct marketing mm-hmm. um, campaign. Um, I still actually have another two batches to mail out, but the first one was not very successful. So I'm waiting until that Black Friday, New Year's Eve kind of time of year when people start getting those, this is the year I'm going to get fit, Um, where am I going to do it kind of thing to see if that, um, you know, hopefully we'll get a better return on that investment um, a little bit later. Mm -hmm when I sent it out in August for the first round. So,
1: um, so yeah. what, uh, like what kind did, of so did like what, what offer did you guys have for that, um, for the direct marketing?
3: The
2: direct marketing was literally just reaching out to, I, I'm sure others have used like, um, was it directmail.com? So you can mm-hmm. just sort of pick your demographics. Yeah. Just people with, within, I think it was like a 10 mile radius of the club, who hit certain things, you know, with with, have put in interest in sports, fitness, exercise, things like that Mm -hmm. is mainly targeted. Um, I don't actually like doing too many offers just because I think it devalues what we do. Um, Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of problems with Groupon where, um, and I've not done one and I will not do one, but previous owners for, you know, your first week, $25 unlimited classes. Yeah. And then you can never get anyone to sign up. It's so like, well, why would I sign up? Cause it's not worth that, you know? Yeah,
1: it's, um, that's a, it's a slippery, slippery slope with that. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest problems that I see with that. Now, some people it does work for, and I don't know if it's yeah. working because, they're, they're just good at sales or, but what I, I mean, for some people it's great. And some people only want to do that route and that's fine for them. But the problem that I see with it is you have someone coming in, like you said, at a really cheap rate. And then when it's time to join, it's double, you know, and they're just kind of like, okay, this, this doesn't really make sense. Right. Like, and, and I get it, like, I mean, it, it would be tough for me too. So yeah, intro offers like that you have got to be very careful. That's a good point. And you don't want to devalue your service either. You know, if everyone's mm-hmm. in on a discount, it's like, you know, what's like where's the profit, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, and we've also found with Groupon, you just get all these people who just like I want to try, you know, they they the little butterflies. They want to try this gym, they want to try this gym, they want to try this gym.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Meanwhile, we invest all this time and effort with our onboarding process. You know, it's taking up bag space from you know potentially my members trying to come take a class, and they're gone after that week. And meanwhile, it's just been a hell of an investment on my my staff and in general Mm -hmm. um, for people who are just not interested um, in really becoming members and they just wanted to try it out. If you want to do that, come. I don't even like the people who just want to try it out and just come take our one free class. Mm-hmm. um but yeah so i'm I'm not a big fan of the rubons or or discounts you know i know what our product is worth yeah and if you come and try a class you'll see that it's worth that
1: yeah exactly now how much um so as far as far as staff goes like you you mentioned that you're in there like 60 hours a week so is that like what are you doing doing there i mean i know you're teaching classes but are you teaching every single class
2: so that, that my hours right now are not typical. Um, <laughs> okay. My lead trainer that, um, yeah, no, that I do <laughs> not. This is week four in a row. I will say that. But my lead trainer, um, whom I've been working with for four and a half years, um, he and his girlfriend just had a baby girl. Um, so about two weeks ago. So he's on paternity leave right now. Um, okay. Yeah, so typically he is he's usually in the club 40 hours a week. I'm usually in the club 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now I've, I'm doing double duty. Um, gotcha. Yeah. But when I'm not teaching classes, it's a lot of um, social media. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I try and leave some of the, the prospect contacts for my other front desk staff and deal with the things that they don't, you know, necessarily have to deal with, you know, Delinquencies, which is everyone's favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, reaching out to members that we haven't seen in a while with our little lost sheep saying, Hey, where have you been? Get back in here so we don't lose them. Yeah. Um yeah, so just a lot of the fun nitty gritty back end stuff. Um no, know, I'm curious as far as the well. banks,
1: yeah. going
2: through the bank statements, just making sure <laughs> everything looks right.
1: Right. Um Doing doing things only that you that you can do, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or should do rather. Pretty much.
1: Yeah. So as far as like the the franchise goes, um, now if this is bad, like I, this isn't a knock on them or anything. I'm just curious, how much help do you get, like as far as marketing and stuff like that?
2: So that's an interesting question. Um, the Title Boxing Club Fitness franchise was. Um, purchased by another California-based outfit called Box Union last January. Mm-hmm. I guess January of this year. Um, I, because I wasn't an owner under the old owners for very long, um, I didn't have as much direct contact with them. Um, I will say, just even being the assistant GM and then the GM um you got a lot of talk and not a lot of action about things that they were gonna do, um, which was very frustrating. Um, You know, not a lot of national campaigns and a lot of the stuff that what they were promoting was our streaming service, which directly competes with us, um, especially during COVID. Um, You know, not a lot of uh, responsiveness when you would ask questions. Or, at least, not very satisfying responses when you would ask questions. We'll yeah. get back to you, and then you just never hear. Um, I have been very impressed with the new ownership. Um, they're very uh, transparent, um, they're very communicative. Uh, we have a monthly brand update by the CEO who gets on a Zoom with well, any franchise owner, trainer. GM who wants to join um, just to make sure everybody is up to speed knowing what's going on nationally, Mm -hmm. um, what they're working on improving. Um, They're introducing a new LMS platform for us in the next couple of weeks, which is going to be outstanding. We've had a lot of trouble with um, our music platform. Um, Mm -hmm. So they're having one designed specifically for us, our own title music app just going to be fantastic. Yeah, um, awesome. yeah, we've updated our, um, signature product, which is our power hour, uh, because we're a boxing gym. Mm-hmm. So just how we, um, present that to our members. We just had a corporate training two weeks ago, which I, I will tell you in four and a half years of being with this particular location, that's the first time corporate has come to see me. Um, And that includes the day we had our grand opening. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And that I'm pretty sure is because we were the second title in town, initially under the same first owner. So like, well, we were just here eight months ago for your last opening, so we don't need to come again for this new location. Right. Um, But I, you know, they actually showed up. They said, when do you, what works for you to get your trainers in? Let's get you trained. Um, So I do feel they're doing a much, much better job of, keeping everybody in the loop and really trying to support franchisees in a way that hasn't been done in the past. And I know, um, in Q4, and then of course, first quarter of next year, a national marketing push is. Mm-hmm. coming. So okay. I, I think some of the older franchisees, um, are a little, um, less optimistic, mm-hmm. uh, about the changes, but I think it's just because they've had to deal with old corporate for so long yeah. that it, it's a little bit harder to take the new group at face value. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. I, I've been really, I've been really impressed and I um, volunteered myself for the product development team, mm-hmm. which was something I had previously been doing, but nothing had been getting done. Um, not due to the team's issue, but more to corporate's issue. Um. But it's been really nice being part of that product development team because even the guys um, and, and women on that corporate team, it's obvious that they honestly value what owners and trainers on the ground are saying about class design, um, execution, things like that. They They want our feedback and not mm-hmm. just like, oh, we want to hear your feedback. No, yeah. they want to hear your feedback and they want to take it into consideration. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's, I think, moving in the right direction, which gives me um, some, some hope for uh, continuing down the road when we get out of COVID.
1: Yeah. Now, so as of right now, like how many new members would you say that you get per month if you get like roundabout?
2: So... Um I'd say around about 2025. 20, mm-hmm. Okay. Um just probably yeah, depending on what your particular facility does, that probably sounds like a low number. But um you know, we get a lot of military, so mm-hmm. we uh got a lot of people leaving every month as well when they pay POS elsewhere. Um College students, teachers, nurses, so um, a bit of a transient population. Um, right. The members that we get tend to stay. I mean, I have I have members now I've been members for four and a half years.
1: Oh, that's great. That's and all, awesome.
2: we, and all we do is and all we do is box. Yeah. We box and kickbox, so clearly they they love it, and we're doing something right to to keep them for that long.
1: For sure. Um, have you guys ever thought of adding additional services like one on one training or anything like that?
2: oh yeah oh no we do personal training as well but oh cool but that's that's different from the standard membership
4: that's
2: an additional um yeah yeah so no we absolutely do personal training um i've just started offering a functional range conditioning and mobility class as Mm -hmm. well um so I'll probably be keeping that on once a week, too, just because nobody stretches enough or correctly. No, um, no, no. and that's, it's, <laughs> like, most people, most people are, and it's one of the things, especially for my bigger guys who like to weight lift, I'm like, your shoulders are so tense, dude. Oh, yeah. You are not going to be able to throw a punch. Yeah. Yeah,
1: right here. I mean, so,
2: um, and that's the thing. I, like, I know, I can see you, Like, yeah,
1: look. yeah. And stretching. That's yeah, the thing about it. Like I tell all my clients to stretch, we stretch, but until someone like makes you stretch, I mean, for me personally, like it's hard to do it. It's hard to get motivated doing it because it sucks, but I love how sucks. I feel after, you know? So yeah. it's just kind of going through that part of it.
2: I usually only have to get, especially some of my more stubborn clients. And I'm like, look, just do it once mm-hmm. and then then let's talk after. And I mean they hate it when they're doing it. They're pouring mm-hmm. sweat. They don't expect that they're going to sweat that hard doing a stretching class. Yeah. Like look, it, th- this is not in, and I don't want to knock yoga. Yoga is hard. Yoga yeah. is really hard. It is. Um you know, but it's intense in a in a very different way from lifting or boxing or kickboxing and everybody needs to be doing it. Absolutely. And I'm going to get off my soapbox. That's one of my, no, of no, my, that's good.
1: And and one that's of my thing. passion
2: projects is, is mobility.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I'm the type of guy that, you know, like you can like a workout program. That's fine. I'll do it. But when it comes to stretching, like I need someone there, like with me, like making yeah. me do it, but I just want to be told what to do, you know, the whole time for it and just have somebody, mm-hmm. there, you know, so, I mean, I've paid yeah. trainers, just, you know, an hour session, hour PT, just to, just to stretch. So
2: I, I actually have a PT client that all he wants to do is stretch, that's fine. We'll do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So we are getting towards the end of our time on the podcast. And one question I always like to ask people is like, where, like in a year from now, what does growth look like for you?
2: Wow. Um, it's a really good question. Um, Well, I'd like to see all my bags in my evening classes full. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be awesome. Um, I would like to be able to hang up more bags a year from now, since we're still socially distancing in the club as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, just to see those classes packed out, um, you know, five days a week would be, Awesome. I can understand if people want to take it easy on the weekends and don't pack out classes on Saturday and Sunday, but Mm -hmm. Monday through Friday, I'd like to see just just club hopping. It would be awesome
1: for sure. Well, Alyssa, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, and thank you for sharing everything with us. And I, I enjoyed it, and I hope you did as well.
2: I do too. Thank you so much, Ryan.
1: Thank you. And for our audience out there, if you found value from this podcast, please click the subscribe button. And if you're a gym owner and you want to be featured in the podcast, click the link in the description, apply to be a guest until next time. Gym Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner, that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money. Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free, leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
5: Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Jeff Hunt, owner of Barbell Disciples Strength and Conditioning in Centerton, Arkansas. How are you doing today, sir?
3: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank
5: you. You are welcome. I appreciate you being here today. Let's hop into it. Tell us about Barbell Disciples, what you're all about there, what you're doing.
3: So we are in in Northwest Arkansas, and we are a strength and conditioning gym. Uh, We operate on mainly group uh, style trainings. We do offer personal training, some nutrition coaching, um, and you know our focus. Our focus is just really. Uh, we believe that the barbell is medicine, and uh, getting people moving um, is is what we, what we want to do. So. Awesome. So you are you're
5: in Arkansas now, and have been there for the past couple of years. But your story led you from from Kansas to there. So let's talk a little bit about that and, and how you ended up there in, in Arkansas. What brought you there? What your start was like out in Kansas? Can you can you give us a little backstory?
3: Yeah. So my my fitness background and and kind of where I I fell in love with with all all things fitness in the process was you know I was uh, in the Marine Corps and and just really um, during that time. Uh, it provided as I um, picked up rank and did things like that. My job was the physical fitness side and training, training Marines and and different things. And that that love really grew from there. Uh, you know, after having kids and deployments and things, I went to college and I went to college for exercise science and was fortunate enough to uh, be one of the strength and conditioning coaches for Oklahoma State football. And wow. And so that really, um, opened my eyes to a lot and a whole different other side of athlete and, um, and just a whole different other side to, to the world of, of strength conditioning and what that looks like or fitness in general. And, um, we left Oklahoma state and moved, uh, to a little bitty town, little bitty town called burden, Kansas, Uh, um, close to home, uh, close to my grandpa and, and things. And, and, uh, We've always had a home gym. I've always worked out back in the shed or, or whatnot. And when we moved there, we kind of had a bigger shed than than normal. And I put all my stuff in there. And this little bitty town, uh, 550 people um, training out back uh, in my garage. just A couple of people just started showing up. They knocked on the back door of the garage and they said, hey, we hear there's a, there's a gym in town now. And, uh, well, you know. After some discussion with my wife, I mean, not not really, no. I mean, that was not the 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 purpose, you know. But this little bitty town—it was twenty miles from the nearest other town that even had a facility or anything like that—and um, there was a a need there, um, way more than a want. Like you you know, here in Centerton or Bentonville, Arkansas, I mean, you take your pick. There's a want here, and and you can take your pick from from whatever you choose. Uh, but there, there was a need. And, um, you know, that, that little bitty gym, a little bitty garage, uh, for myself turned into, you know, 30 people, uh, coming, coming and And, uh, that, that's what started, uh, barbell disciples. And that's what, you know, it turned into, we were volunteering our time and, and then those, that time turned into full days of training and training people. And we're like, well, this, this could be, this could be a thing, you know? And, uh, and so, you know, that, that grew and, and we were felt like we were being really faithful with that. And that really drove home, a, a passion and a fire in us to, um, that we, our impact could be, uh, bigger and, and that we could, uh, influence and, and, and reach more people. Uh, I have some connections, my family lives here in this area and, you know, we just prayed about it and, and were, uh, felt, you know, after some serious time and, uh, felt like we were being led, led here to, led here to Arkansas. And so that was the dream and that's what we did. So.
5: And then you've been in Arkansas with the facility that you have for about the past three years. Correct. So you came, you picked up, uh, obviously, I'm sure there was, it tugged at the heartstrings a little bit that you had to leave the people that you were, you were training with there in Kansas, and, but you decided you're going to start new, open up in in Centered in. you open up shop, then what happens, right? You gotta, you gotta find new people to come train, you gotta find, you know, your space, you gotta, you gotta put down all new, I know you had family roots there, but business roots, so how did you get it off the ground, And, and what did growth look like for, I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm address the elephant into the room. What did it look like from when you opened up to when
3: COVID hit? Um, so yeah, I mean, we were definitely, uh, so when we moved here, uh, the gym didn't happen immediately. Okay. Um, I ended up, I ended up taking, taking a job, uh, cause no capital or nothing like that, or, or, you know, brand new to the area, having to find a space and, uh, I believe that I needed to do the research on where a gym needed to go, you know, and uh, do some demographics and things like that. And uh, so uh, I a good job as a police officer in one of the surrounding towns, um, you know, and then finally, we just we sat down with we went to several different uh, banks and people that how do we make this happen? And And finally, we just we we walked into this bank and and our banker's name's Paul and, and he was, he's, he's a small business owner too. And, and he's like, absolutely. We'll, we'll help you get this done, you know? Um, and so through some unconventional methods and, and, and things like that, uh, got enough to secure a space and, and, and get everything in, into the gym. Uh, we already brought some equipment from, from Kansas and, and ended up buying more to, to finish it out. And, um, so, you know, we got a sign put out there pretty early. And so while I'm building out the space and, uh, you know, we have people that were driving by. So we're, you know, uh, we have a couple bigger towns. We're on a smaller town, just, just kind of, but they all connect. And so people were driving by and seeing this sign and what's getting built out there. And, you know, we have people that are stopping and saying, hey, what's this? Or, um, you know, and we did a lot of. A lot of footwork and, and um, trying to get to meetings and go to mayor meetings and city you know council meeting or whatever it was. And, and just trying to get plugged into the community and, and get that word out there while we're doing this build out. Um, and so we did, you know, it, it, uh, it did well. It did well all the way up to, to COVID. And we had a solid um, foundation of, of awesome people. Um, people that were really uh you know um, just committed and invested in us um as a gym as as people as well and so you know we did um our growth has been slow and and it's it it makes small jumps um you know all the way up to covid and and we fought that pretty hard on what we were going to do there and and uh you know ended up, ended up, uh, COVID didn't, didn't really, really hurt us as far, as much as, you um, know, uh, as, as it may of some, you know, uh, we did a lot of work there to keep our members involved and, and get them a, a service and different things. And so, um, you know, we've done a little bit better now that, you know, uh we're kind of past some of some of all that and people have opened back up and are getting back out and looking for new things and so yes.
5: so how long or what was the uh the restriction or the shutdown like out there in Arkansas because I'm not familiar with you I know some places were hit harder than others what did it look like were you closed for how long and and what's the effects been since then and do you have any restrictions right now
3: yeah so they came, you know, uh, we waited till the very end until they they said, You have to close down and and uh, and so I think it was a couple couple months that they that they mandated everybody close down. um arkansas was uh, the governor here was was um, quick to to seemed pro pro business, you know, and, and quick to turn it around. He he did what, you know, he, he needed to do, was required to do or whatever. Um, you know, and during that time, like, uh, for us keeping members involved was important, you know, whether that be loaning out equipment, uh, making videos every day, we actually used our gym members to make videos. Uh, and so what we did was, you know, even though we were closed down, we needed to make the workout of the day, you know, and modify that. We would invite, you know, two, three members that we could, you know, space out and do everything that was being asked of us. Um, and so we were still getting members in the gym at least once a week, you know, keeping them connected. And and, and then they were getting connected by doing the workout for the other members to see and things like that. Um, you know, as soon as the uh, r- restrictions were were uh, lifted i mean we were just right back to full swing um we don't have any restrictions or or anything like that so as soon as the governor said you're good to go we we uh just picked up business as normal
5: perfect so it uh it sounds like like you said the governor is pro business business that helped out um you know being being the uh the person who was able to adjust get those workouts recorded, do all that stuff. So, so you did all that there really was to do to keep people engaged in the type of program that you have. And you said retention was pretty good. You didn't really lose too many people throughout that time.
3: Yeah, I think, I think we did, we did really well through that. I mean, um, I don't, I could, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but yeah, I don't, it wasn't an amount of folks that um, you would, they were going to fall off anyways, if that makes sense they weren't going to stick around anyways. It wasn't because, you know, we closed the doors.
5: It it certainly was a convenient excuse for some people who were, if they were the type of people who is a board, who are a borderline member, it definitely gave people a reason to just say, all right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. COVID. And um, like you said, those might've been people who were in jeopardy anyway and could have, you never know, right? The wind blows the wrong way and they're not going to be there. So your core group stood together and, and that's important. So, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, you, you found this, you know, found you know, drive, you felt like you were led, you move, you pick up stakes, you move, you open the, the gym. It's the first business that you've owned and run officially. Right. Correct. What did you, where were your expectations versus the reality of um, I always like to get both sides of the coin, right? Things that you didn't expect that you really enjoy or maybe some things that you thought would be great that haven't, haven't been as great about being your own boss, running your own business. What are both sides of the coin there for you? So I
3: think, um, yeah, you know, being in business, uh, you know, with your spouse brings its own set of challenges and learning that, that type of deal. Um, You know, I'm, I'm not the business person. Like I'm, I'm a logical person. I can run, I can run numbers and I can, I can do that. Um, but I'm, I just, I love the the atmosphere. I love people. I love training people. I like to watch the, the progress and, and what that brings so much more than, um, you know, just a physical aspect. And so for me to dive in, into business, um, I had to do it right. Forced to do it. And I, and I've, and I've grown to like it. I, you know, I'm not, um, I, I'm typically not the financial one. And so, um, but I've taken that role and, and really enjoy that. Um, you know, I think that one of the difficult things for me is while it has to be a business, cause if, you know, when we have to, we do have to make money because if we're not open, we're not serving anyone. Um, I still want to make sure that, that I am creating that environment, um, mm-hmm that doesn't doesn't uh, feel like that, you know, uh, because that that's I want to again, we, we have to we have to be here if we're going to serve folks. And so the only way to do that is is to is to at least you know make money to keep the doors open. Um, and so but, you know, just some of the difficult things and and. That was that was a process learning learning systems and procedures and learning that you know uh, I didn't have a I didn't really have a a vision I had an I had an expectation for how many people I wanted in the first year and that quickly got shot down um, which which is you know so that was a a check a reality check um, but you know I didn't have I had a vision for you know bringing on a coach at some point um, that happened you know sooner than than you know than I thought it would, which has been a super big blessing and and should have done that a long time ago. The timing is is important though. And it happened when it was supposed to happen and all that stuff. So gotcha,
5: gotcha. So really for you, and and I like the way that you look at things because I think it's it's in a lot of ways what'll what'll serve you and make you feel like you're filling your purpose the most is you realize business needs to be profitable to survive to grow to help more people and ultimately your drive is to reach and serve as many people in your community as you can to whatever you whatever limits you find whatever the upper limits are of your capacity personal time business things like that but you know that in order to feed that and to keep growing yes you have you may have bills to pay and things like that but the gym the business needs to succeed So you can buy more equipment, have more coaches and be in a position to just continually serve those people who, who you meet up with, whether you seek them out, they seek you out.
3: That's where your growth mindset comes from. Yeah. I mean, the vision is so much bigger than, than where we're at now. And the vision is so much bigger than, than I could even um, really grab a hold of. And, and, you know, you grow that business, like it's just all about, I mean, that, that, that all ripples out, you know, and that's all people that you get to reach. And the more people that um, you don't, you don't get to know the impact that you make on on everybody, you know. And so, I mean, we'll never know the person that you know because of this one person in the gym how they influence and impacted someone. And and so, uh, it just goes so much further than than that. And by growing it and um, making the business succeed, like. You know, whatever whatever comes of that we we don't we don't get to see all the benefits of that uh, ourselves, but just knowing that that's happening is it, a big deal. Yeah, for sure and this is a, a subject and we can get
5: into it as as much as you want to but really for me a lot of times when we have gym owners especially um, don't get into things thinking they're going to be a multimillionaire they don't get into it. Um, Usually, for any other reason other than I do want to serve people, I do have a purpose, and a goal, and a vision. And oh, by the way, we need to we need to be profitable enough to stay open. But for you, I get this sense, and I mean, man, the it's it's right there, the writing's on the wall. It's in the name of the gym. Is there a component of you know business in by nature is secular, but is there a component of fellowship of spreading of faith of community that goes above and beyond just the business aspect for you what's the the tie-in with barbell disciples and you feeling led to do it is that something that we can get into of, of where you're really driven to take this and what the vision is
3: yeah i mean i think we're all you know i don't this that that so yeah all right so the 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 gym is, is just a platform you know um the gym is you know the uh, anybody can write a good workout you know and 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 offer a, a you know good workouts and and make people feel like you know they're doing something um but for us this what what what, what we believe is is that it's just a platform it's just a, it's just a way into people's lives um and it's just a way to get into people's living rooms and 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 do life with people and you know you know be on their couches and they're on our couches and our kids are with their kids and and you know on a big on a big at some level obviously you're not going to have that with um a whole gym right uh because there's you know it's just not as many people as, you know, as you grow and things like that, you're going to lose a component of that or an aspect of that. And um, but for the most part, like, you know, you see, you see those in, inside the gym, the way again, especially the way we operate our gym inside like workouts and things and how people gravitate towards each other. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, we are here for a purpose, um, you know, We are, we are believers. We are, you know, we do feel like we were led, led here. We feel like uh, God has a a calling for us and that the gym is a platform to, um, you know, lead, lead people to him. And so we don't, um, you know, everyone, everyone is welcome at our gym, you know, and, and there's, there's not anybody that's not welcome. You know, we are for everybody, but we're not, we're not for everybody you know, um, and that's fine. That's okay. Um, but you're welcome. You're welcome. And we're not, we're not here to, to push an agenda. We're not here to to anything like that. Um, you know, we're just here to to do what we feel we're called to do. And that's to, um, you know, and uh, be a part of people's lives and in, in whatever aspect that looks like and what they're needing. So.
5: Yeah, that um, explains a lot. There's this bubbling under the surface of you of where this thing needs to go and how you're going to do all the work that needs to be done. You're going to put in the hours, you're going to figure out the the logistics of it because it means more to you than just, you know, Hey, I have this other job, right? We, you, you know, you have your other career in law enforcement um, that it has it doesn't have the same opportunities to impact and reach people. There are some opportunities there, but the way that you come across people isn't always isn't always the most respect, receptive, I would think, to yeah, to yeah. starting relationships. But really, you know, people people may not see it or think about it that way. But in the gym, you know, when people are are vulnerable, when they're working hard, when they're getting towards their goals, when they're in a community. If you're really looking for a way to build as many relationships with people for whatever purpose there is there aren't a lot of better platforms in a gym i mean it is it is intimate as heck and mm-hmm. really it relates it, to so much it's 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 just it's right there so it makes sense to how you figured out you know whether it was your plan going in or whether you figured out afterwards like oh hey like you said we can get into people's living rooms We can, you know, we can get in front of them. We can build this community. And, and I, I don't get any air of you being exclusive to somebody who may, may or not be a a person of faith or a believer or however they may describe themselves, but it sure gets you the opportunity to know who's who and who might have a conversation with you. So above and beyond, you know, anything else, I can see where you say the vision is huge, right? It doesn't get a lot bigger than that, right? There's not anything that's going to drive you further than, hey, this is, this is what we're meant to do, and we're going to figure out a way to do it day in and day out. So um, knowing people's motivation, you know, what, what really makes them go through the grind and, and the hustle of doing this, because it's not an easy business, it's a good business. It's a rewarding business, but it's, it's not an easy business. So I appreciate you sharing that with us and, and kind of letting us know where it goes, because I'm sure that's going to resonate with a lot of people out there, whether they put it right out there on their sign or in their name or in their mission statement or not, it's going to be in a lot of people's hearts, listening to that. So, you know, getting that out there, I think is, is really useful. So thank you. Moving on back to, um, business focus, to operational focus a little bit more, because we do want to be a little bit tactical here, but it always helps to know where you're coming from. What are the other things, black and white goals, places that you want to take the business, whether it's membership, gym size, multiple locations, what are those, those big goals, at least the tangible stuff that you can think about, verbalize, and at least look at as, hey, someday,
3: this is where I want to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, immediately, uh, a hundred members, um, and, and even closer than that. Uh, I suppose, like, um, I want to do this, like, I'm grateful for my, for my job as, as a police officer and that I, you know, that I, uh, can provide for the family and things like that. Um, but, but enough, enough to bring me into the gym full time. Um, you know, and that's double where we're at right now. Uh, and so, um, that's one I, I would like, so gym space, uh, you know, obviously as we grow, um, I do have to, I would like to, um, you know, uh, have a bigger space. And, and so about, I would, I would like anywhere from 2,500 to 3,000 square foot building. Um, and so it's, it's not necessarily, you know, um, it's not necessarily a, about a total number of people, although, it, I mean, there is a number out there because, you know, that's what if you as a metric you you look at. Um, and so but I, I have a, you know, with my background and, and things like that, uh, as part of the gym is expanding into um, I have a unique a new. And I don't know if it's unique, but you know, being a law enforcement officer, being in the military, like there's no reason why I'm why I'm not in those um, communities, um, you know, serving serving that purpose, serving serving them, and in in the gym standpoint, and and bringing the gym to them, um, and so that's that's definitely uh, a big a big part of it. So we're at, we're at the point right now where we're fixing to have to re up our lease or find a different space. Um, and so, uh, it's kind of, you know, are we at a membership standpoint to where we can, you know, everything is, is something to be looked at, right? Cause if we double our space, then that puts, you know, obviously that puts me coming back or doing it full time further down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, hiring another coach puts it the same thing. Um, and so but also on the standpoint where it's just me, my wife and, and Kim, our coach, uh, that, that takes a toll. We have four kids. And so that takes a toll with time and, and, and all my kids play sports and, and everything else. And so we do have a vision for I love coaching. I love being in the gym. I, I mean, that's that's where uh, I really love to be. But at the same time, Um, covering all the hours and covering all the business aspect of, of everything is, is um, it's not going to be doable for in the long run. Um, And so there's a, there's an idea for there you know, how, how we're going to do that and how we're going to, you know, that's adding another coach and, and just um, how that needs to look. Our location is another thing. Uh, We serve uh, a very, where we're located is a little, um, on the outside of the town, on the opposite side of where anybody else is. And so we serve a very specific, uh, group of people. Um, and it's, it's people that, that, that drive by, you know, that see us, uh, that, that are on their way to work. Um, you know, and this, this area is, is growing, uh, rapidly. Um, and and even where our we're, we're located, and you know, if our gym can stay in the location where it's at for another five years, I mean, we will be completely surrounded by um, business and houses. Uh, so there's there's a lot of you know, lot to look at there. So.
5: So there's there's big things on the horizon, and um, I, I'm curious. One of the things you mentioned was you you have, you know, your your lease is coming up with a with the facility that you're at now what's your timetable on that and you know are are you looking at options just in case are they wanting to have you renew is it a position where you're where you're not sure because that can get really tenuous we don't get to talk to a lot of gym owners about their their rent or, or lease situation so i'm curious to what that looks like for you and, and in this climate of of commercial real estate just being strange all over
3: the country yeah, I uh finding a new. So I have looked. I have looked around. I I, um. It's a good. It's a good spot, uh, as far as our you know, who we lease from, and and he's he's a good he's a good guy. He's very business oriented. Um, but he's also you know he's helped us out a bunch too, and uh, at times that we need. And and um, there's no other businesses. So he has storefronts in the front of his big business. Um, so we're the only one currently, uh, we have a great big old parking lot that, that works that's great. Good. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I don't know for growth, uh, and, and vision there, uh, you know, we're 1500 square feet. We pay, uh, 2000 a month. Um, that's going to get upped 500 right off the bat. Um, uh, when we, if we decide to, to lease in a percentage standpoint that's a lot you know yeah Um, yeah, that's a big that's a big increase you know my cost of living is not going up (laughs) that high um and so but so there's something to think about there and then you know if you double the space with him because he has the space well now you're talking a significant amount um and so that yeah that's definitely something that we are have are being faced with right now in the direction that we're going to go i'm open to um you know, I've been looking around and I've been keeping my eyes open and and for different opportunities there. We have about a year and a half, um, not quite actually, a year and a couple months um, to make some moves. Uh, But it's definitely, I feel it's definitely the time, like I need to be um, making, at least at least be trying to lock, you know, have a vision, getting closer anyways.
5: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, as we start to run low on time here, one of my favorite questions to ask uh, anybody that we have on, especially when when you're in that like you know three to five year mark because it's it's real fresh, if you could go back to when you decided to to open up this location, when you're coming up with a plan, getting everything together, if there's one piece of advice, if there was one lesson, something you could tell yourself when you were first starting, what do you think that would be?
3: Um. I don't, don't be discouraged by small beginnings, you know, um, you know, we started with a small space, but we started with a lot of, and don't, and don't do go, you know, I, I, I talked to a lot of people. I went and, and talked to other gyms that were willing enough to talk to me in the area and and things like that, you know, and we started with, with twice as many classes as we have now. And we really strung ourselves out and those classes weren't, and we ended up canceling half of them, because they weren't getting filled, you know, and, um, you know, location is a big piece for, like, we don't have a, we don't have a lunch hour um, training session, because we're not in a location where people are working, we're in a people, where people are living, um, you know, which hindsight, like, may have been an opportunity during the COVID piece, because everybody was at home, Uh, but anyways, yeah, don't be discouraged by small beginnings, and and, uh, you know, just stay, stay doing the right things, keep your nose down and and go. All right. Well,
5: last question before I let you go today, sir, if people want to find you online, check out barbell disciples, find information. Are you on, are you on social media? What's your website address? How do they
3: find you? We do have a, a Facebook and it's just barbell disciples and our websites, uh, barbelldisciples.com.
5: Awesome, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you for being here. It's been a pleasure having you.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it.
5: All right. And to everybody out there listening, we appreciate you. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. If you want to be on the show, there's a link in the description. Fill out the form. Someone from the team, will get in touch with you ASAP to everybody out there in Jim Lords Nation. Keep working hard. Keep changing lives. Keep kicking butt. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere.
0: We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Woody and Wyatt. Guys, how's it going today?
4: Hey, what's up, Ryan? How you doing, man? It's great to be here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thanks uh, thanks for hopping on today, guys. No problem. Yeah, so uh, we'll kind of go ahead and get right into this. So, um, you know, whoever wants to to answer these questions like, you Know really, really for me, like w- whichever one, uh, you know, feels the best or has more experience in that part of the business, um, you guys can and take it, or if you both want to weigh in, that's cool too. But, right. um, the way we'll get started at first off is what is the name of your facility and where are you guys located at?
4: All right, so the name of our facility is Elevate Fitness, um, and we're located in Chandler, Arizona, on uh, the cross streets of Chandler Boulevard and Rural, okay. and uh. Yeah, we've been here for about a year. We've had a rebranding since our last gym. It used to be called Elite Fitness, but this past year, we went to Elevate Fitness with this new model.
1: Okay. All right. Awesome. So um, now, we'll start off. So Woody, kind of tell me, man, like your position and uh, how long you've been with the company overall.
4: Okay. So I'm the wellness director here at Elevate. And what I do is I brought in a wellness center where we have infrared saunas, Uh, red light therapy, cold tubs, and compression therapy, and so we wanted to kind of balance out the workout side with the recovery side, and so that's why I really wanted to implement into our gym here, and that's my major role um, here.
1: Uh, Awesome, man, and so were you with the company before that, or were you brought in like uh, with the whole rebranding thing?
4: Yeah, so uh, I had just moved back about six months ago from Hawaii, and I am good friends with the owners and they brought me in for because of my specialty in that uh, area. Okay.
1: Awesome, man. Awesome. And why, what about you, man? So what's your story with how you got to where you're at?
6: So uh, I've been at elevate for just over a year. Uh, I started last October, so a couple months after the whole Elevate, Reopen, Remodel um, bounced off, so uh, i kind of like to say I've kind of been here at the beginning when we first started taking off and the train got rolling, and uh, I started off just... Working at the front desk, greeting everybody coming in, moving into membership sales, and then uh, I also do personal training, um, because in my off time, I am a head wrestling coach at a high school. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah, so so I got into personal training, because it just, I, I love seeing everybody succeed, whether it's wrestlers, athletes, regular, ordinary people, and so the, the fact that I can just bring that all in, you know, two places, one gym, one high school, it's great, um, yeah. and so... I kind of like to do a little bit of everything around here. I'm I'm here Monday through Friday during the morning times every day, you know. So uh, I kind of just help the everyday operations and then as well as train.
1: Nice man. So I'm I'm curious as far as um, the elite and elevate switch. So is it the same owners or um, did other people come in on that?
4: Uh, yeah, it's the same owners. Uh, they just switched the management uh ups and changed the branding because it was more conducive to the type of niche we want to have instead of uh being more elite like uh, those the sounds
1: yeah yeah and that and that's the thing too um you know there's so many elites elite this and elite that out there like this i, I think this is this sounds a lot better too especially um you know for what you guys are trying to do here so what's uh, what's the response been to to the rebranding and like the new services that you guys have offered?
4: Um, so during the rebrand, uh, it kind of happened during COVID. So that was uh, an interesting thing. Some of the members uh, didn't love that. But at the same time, uh, every gym had that kind of issue during COVID. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, nothing too crazy. But it's, it's once everyone started coming back to the gym, feeling a little bit more comfortable, we started adding in the wellness center. And getting more people involved at the gym, it seems like it's starting to take off, starting to roll. And we actually just implemented that wellness center in last month. We've been. It's oh, cool, been up up first. So, yeah, it's brand new. Nice.
1: Nice. Yeah. So um, what kind of. Uh, all right. So, yeah. kind of Tell me a little bit about the wellness center. Um, you gave like a brief uh, explanation of it earlier. But what all do you guys actually have in there that um, that people have access to?
4: uh so red light therapy is one of our major ones we have infrared sauna uh, we have a steam room we have cold plunges and we have compression therapy so like the norma Tech compression sleeves yeah everything yeah. you really need to kind of get your recovery back on you know in a natural way instead of taking all the supplements and whatnot
1: yeah gotcha man so what is uh what would you say the most popular is out of all those
4: Well, uh, a lot of the trainers have been using the red light therapy a lot and seeing a ton of benefit from that one. Uh, A lot of members are more skeptical on that one. Everyone's really uh, in on the cold plunge, though. Everyone knows, like, the benefits of a sauna. Like, everyone in Finland has a sauna. But the cold plunge is uh, a new growing one for sure.
1: Man, that's pretty cool because I figured that would be, like, the least just because people were, like, too scared to do it.
4: Yeah, uh, I mean, it takes a real man to get in there for two minutes and, and <laughs> fight does. that to give a response for sure.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> it uh, it's kind of addictive too, though, because I've done I've I've not done a cold plunge like that. I mean, I've done them before, but um, you know, I've done like the like cryo and things like that. And yeah. you know, it's pretty miserable when you're in there, but when you get out, like you're kind of like ready yeah. to go again. It's, it's weird.
4: Yeah, it's like euphoric. Yeah, you give you that little adrenaline response. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome though. Now, what else, what else has changed with the model? Was it just that, or did you guys kind of add some other services as far as the, the gym area or what?
6: Yeah, so what we did is basically we wanted to go away from being that elite sport performance training to a community-driven <laughs> gym, community fitness. Yep. And so what we did is we figured out, okay – Eight. So it takes eight times to essentially create a habit, start creating your habit at eight, and then you make it to 21 and you make it. So what we did is we partnered up with eight nonprofit organizations that are here in the Valley. And so when the members come in, obviously they check in with their key tag, they check in. And once they get to eight visits every month, the eighth visit of every month, then we hand them a little token and they can pick out of any of the eight nonprofits that we partnered up with. They mm-hmm. put their token in there and a, a portion percentage of their monthly membership due actually goes towards that um, organization. Okay. So basically, and, and so we break it up kind of um, every four quarters. We, we like to get some new nonprofit organizations in here and- So then after that quarter ends, we gather up all the numbers and then we gather all the uh, members in the gym. We bring in the organizations, the organizers, and we kind of give them that check, the big check, you know, a a cutting ceremony. And we celebrate coming to the gym, creating that habit, you know, being community focused instead of just that ordinary regular gym where you just walk in and it's like, Hey, what's up, man? Hey, see you later, dude. You know, it, it's more, you're coming to the gym and you're feeling like you belong there. Like you can make your progress. You can make your improvements. You can work at your own pace and you don't feel intimidated by all, you know, all the gym goers that you normally see at your big box gyms.
1: Yeah. And that that's a good, that's a good point too. And the cool thing, like, like you said, it, it definitely creates a habit and It's one of those things, too, that, you know, people, it's kind of like, well, I mean, if you don't show up, I guess you don't like helping people, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
6: Well, (laughs) what's really cool is when we do have the members, at first, when we kind of started this out, it was like, oh, that is cool, but there wasn't much traction from it, Um, but now that, you know, elevates, we've been around for a year, we have our second group of uh, organizations in right now. And so the members have seen, okay, we're not just blowing smoke up our butt. We actually, this is what we want to do. This is our purpose. We want to be community. We want to help everyone out. We want everybody to be, you know, one family essentially. Mm -hmm. And so now whenever we have a, a cool little sound, so when you check in, when you reach your eight, there's like a clapping sound. Okay. And so, okay. so the members that like they look like whoa, what the heck was that? You know, we explain, we re-explain it to them if they don't already know. But a lot of members they they're expecting it. They're like, hey, okay. it's uh, it's the tenth day of the month, and I come to the gym every day. Where's my token at? <laughs> right, and you right. know, so, so the yeah. members have really engaged with it, and they jumped on board, and it's great because everybody is loving the whole bring the community together thing. It's starting to really kind of pop off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think one of the biggest things about a program like that, one of the, like you said, in the beginning, you know, people were kind of like, oh, that's cool. Like that's neat or whatever, you know, probably didn't think too much of it. But, you know, it seems like when you try to launch a program, like it may not always launch the way you want it to, but when you're really persistent about that and just keep it going, keep reminding them, keep showing them that you're serious about it. I think that's when it really starts to take traction.
4: Yeah, you got
6: to oh, believe in it.
1: Too. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So with with like just the gym model in general. So basically, so you guys are um, it's an open gym type model. Now, what other services are there like on the gym side? So we have I know we have the big box open membership. Um, is there any training group training um, classes?
4: Yeah. So we we run like a a group training program called Tribe. Uh, tribe is uh, programmed out of New Zealand yes. and so some guys in New Zealand created this program and so they send in the whole workshop and we do six week programs with our group training coaches and then we also offer personal training as well and small group training and then last we have free classes in our studio uh, for all of the members that have a membership at our gym Okay. Uh, we have like cycle, boxing, breath work, and strength and, strength and conditioning.
1: Okay, yeah, so all that stuff's free with with the membership.
4: Yep, all that okay. stuff is free with the membership. It's the um, classes, right? The classes, yeah. The studio classes are free. Yeah. The tribe is a separate membership, and so forth. And the personal training is. Well.
1: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So when when new people come into the gym, what is like what is your guys' process for kind of deciding like where they go? I mean, I know not everyone wants to do classes or not everyone wants to do tribes. So how do you guys, you know, decide like where you want to send those people to or expose them?
6: Yeah. So when a lot of members, when they come in, whether they sign up right off the bat when they walk in, or they want the tour beforehand. We give them the tour, um, and and that, and it kind of goes back to being that community gym and you know yeah. building a relationship. Even though even though it's just the front desk person, that front desk person wants to you know be involved. They want to know. They want to be able to give that right information out. So while we give our tour, you know we we kind of get a sense of where they're at fitness wise, what their goals are, and the the progress they're looking to make, and then from there we can kind of adjust, you know? So a lot of times people will come in and they'll be like, ah, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm just switching over. I, I just want to yeah. keep doing my thing. I just want to switch over to a gym where I don't have to wait 30 minutes to do four sets of squats.
1: Yeah. And so, <laughs> so
6: so, we got 19 squat racks nobody's worrying about that yeah yeah so um you know we kind of get a sense and then if we get a sense that maybe they would be better fit for like a a tribe that hit tribe class that we have we kind of you know give them more information there or we'll send them to our studio classes because a lot of the studio classes kind of set up for tribe other than like the boxing and the cycle Mm -hmm. um so if it's like if, if someone You know, if we bring up the hit class and tribe and they're like, well, this or that, we, we advise them to and encourage them to go to our studio classes, go to the strength and conditioning class that comes with your membership, see how you like it, because we kind of base that strength and conditioning class off of tribe. So if you come to that strength and conditioning class and you enjoy it and you go, you know what, Wyatt, I need something more. I like, this is great. I love this, but I need a little bit more of a push. Well, then we can be like, all right, well, let, let's get you in tribe fit. Let's get you one of the tribe fit coaches because tribe fit is going to be high intensity running box jumps, jump ropes, uh, dumbbell, kettlebell, medicine ball work. And then we have tribe life. So if somebody's like, Hey, I, I love this strength and conditioning. I want a little bit more of a structured program program then the tribe life is perfect for them because tribe life it's not we're not seeing how long you can do it or how short you can do it how many rounds you can do it's 45 minutes it's a structured warm-up we do the same warm-up every class for the season for the eight-week season Mm -hmm. and then you know it's low intensity life is low intensity it's supposed to get you back in that groove kind of get you going i i consider life to be um next level for the strength and conditioning class. We do a lot more viper work, a lot of body weight stuff, um, and then some dumbbell work. So it's a lot different compared to the fit, but at the same time, it's structured, it's programmed. So a lot of times when people come in the gym, if they want that structure and they want that program, we kind of push them to fit. And then if not, we kind of just encourage them to check out the regular um, small group classes and Normally the people that want personal training, right when they sign up, they will ask about the personal training. And so we can kind of give them more information and direct them to the trainers. Fortunately for us, the trainers that do the personal training here, we also coach tribe and we do our studio classes. So it's the same. Yeah. So, so, so you could do the personal training with me and then move into my tribe fit class and do my tribe fit
1: okay yes that's a good way to build rapport as well right and and you can also i'm sure there's there's probably a lot of upsells too like you know if someone comes to your class or whatever like you could maybe you know give them to do some one-on-one or something like that
2: exactly yeah Yeah.
1: yeah now out of the out of the people that come in um now do you guys do like a like a fitness assessment or anything does everyone get like a free one or something like that when they come in
4: yeah so we uh depends on what they're doing so if they're working with one of the trainers or if they're going through the wellness center we'll get them on the in-body scanner and we'll get them you know their numbers note their body fat percentage like get them to understand where water weight plays into the scale and not necessarily just the pounds metal you know thing because they they, all they just care about is the pounds and they just you know need a little bit more information about it yeah and so yeah we'll give them that uh assessment right at the beginning uh of their you know lifestyle and their habits and then we'll go into their physical background right away and try to figure out what they can or can't do
1: yeah yeah that (laughs) makes sense so do you i mean i I would assume that you guys would would want like most of your people or at least to to be exposed to that whenever they come in even if they just sign up for a regular membership like you want them to know about that stuff right without services yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah. yeah I mean, you can only run so much off of, uh, you know, regular memberships, right? Like the general memberships. I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't cover all the bills, unfortunately.
4: Yeah, no, that's not where you're making your money. You're making your money in all the other access services.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I think the biggest thing there is, you know, now one thing that we see across the industry is a lot of people will have like this free assessment or, you know, whatever they call it. Essentially, it's the same thing. Like you want someone... You try to get them in like a new service, you know, a higher level service. So a lot of people do in-body or, you know, what have you. Now, one of the biggest things that we see is it's easy to get people scheduled for that, like an assessment. But getting them to show up is a different thing, right? Like, you know, you'll get ghosted. you'll I mean, all kinds of stuff. So what's been your guys' experience with that? Um,
6: Well, um, you know, my my thing is it's um, I kind of like to go. If it's I like to go the referral route um, like me personally. And Mm -hmm. so once I can once I can bring some people in here, whether it's I know them in a personal connection or they know somebody that I know that just recommended me to train them once they get in here and, and once I can get them locked on, then it's hey, let's let's get your friends and your family in here let's because that's people come up to you all the time at you know family gatherings or just hanging out with friends and then like and you're like man i i gotta lose some weight and you're like well i'm training with this guy over at elevate let me you know he does this great referral program you know where you get your free assessment and a free workout if you know and then i get a free workout with you know you being my referral and so that way it, it you get them to join their friends and go into that small group training because then they're not going, they're going to want to show up because they're working out with their good friend that they hang out with on the weekend or yeah. Or, or Uh, they're working out, uh, you know, with, with uh, their significant uh, other, or with, you know, their family member, it doesn't matter who, but if they're coming in to work out with a friend as well as benefiting and getting that progression, I feel like that's kind of the best way to get them to stay. Um, you know, and then obviously just with the random, the random inquiries, you know, you gotta take the ones that you can take, and and unfortunately sometimes people just they do that ghost and and they don't respond or don't show up, and, and I've kind of learned that it's just part of the game. It is. You know, is. you got it. You got to try to the clients that you have, try to build off them. You know, let because it's networking. That that's it's that's life. You know, you're not going to get anywhere if you can't network. And so, you know, get those people that are already dedicated to you and already buy into what you're telling them and get that referral out, network out, and and then bring those guys in.
4: And we'll always yeah, okay. do a, a a second pass, Adam. If uh, if they uh, did cancel and then they did, we'll always like message them, see if we can get them back in at, at a later date, uh, or if we can yeah. reschedule yeah. that. Because obviously, you don't want to lose everyone. I mean, you still could get some turnovers on that as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for and, sure. and that that's one of the things that we, that we see to that do. a lot of people are, you know, maybe maybe something legit did come up or something, or maybe maybe they had never been in a gym before and they were too nervous and they like backed out at the last second. Um, A lot of people are too scared or too nervous, you know, or just shy really to even to say something like that, you know, to let you know, so that they're just one of those people that's like, well, okay, I'm just going to turn my phone off or whatever. I'm going to block this guy, never talk to him again. But uh, yeah, whenever you can, you know, make those second, third passes. um, That's one thing like we've, I think the, I, I don't know what the record is for one of my employees. I think it's about 11 or 12 different contacts to get someone in for training. And that person ended up ended up buying like, I mean, they they stayed on for two or three years, you know, with, with PT. It and, too, right? Yeah. So, but it, it took like 11 or 12 different, you know, contacts. And this is like them basically ghosting. And so what I did was, you know, every time a new person came in and I was like, look, if you can get this person to come in, then awesome. Like you'll, you'll get a good cut of the commission because I think they want to do it. You know, they're, they're a qualified buyer, and, but we just can't get them here. So it was like a challenge. And then, you know, now that they're here, they're, they've been here two or three years. So, yeah. So that's the thing is never give up on those people, you know um, just, I mean, if you could pass them down, you know, to someone, someone just like I did, it's a, it's a good way to do that.
6: Yeah, and we, and we do that too. So um, our director of training, Justin, he gets all a lot of the emails and questions that people have for personal training. If they go through the website to find a contact that they can get and try to get a hold of without just calling the gym straight up, it goes to him, and he does a great job with filtering some of those people out to us. And it's like, hey, you know, this is when they're available. Wyatt or Woody what do you guys have any available you know time slots right there okay yeah Yeah. Woody has time slots there sweet Woody go ahead here's the contact info let's do what we have to do to get them in here or you know vice versa hey Wyatt you know you got a morning slot open I have somebody who wants to start training in the morning here's the contact info let's start hitting them up calling them texting them and see what we can do to get them in
4: yeah because I mean this is a a team thing right like if you can't fill in the availability we still want our all our other buddies to fill in theirs right so you should them around as if you can obviously
1: yeah yeah absolutely and you know as far now as far as marketing goes um i assume i mean of course like we know the traditional routes like you guys um you know word of mouth referrals um is there anything else that that you guys are actively doing as a company um you know marketing advertising to get people there
4: I mean, we do a lot of social media advertisements. Uh, we do some Google ads and we do some uh, Instagram ads, stuff like that. Groupons uh, are a good way to get people in the door. Not awesome because they take a little bit of the cut, but hey, you yeah. know, as long as the leads, the leads. So uh, Groupons and doing just the social media marketing is going to be our, our biggest pull, probably.
1: Gotcha. Now, is that paid ads or do you guys just do um, just just a ton of posts? on social we do media our
4: posts and we have uh paid ads here and there uh, i would okay. say like when there's events and like when there's like specials that we want to you know make sure that our everyone knows about yeah we'll do yeah. a paid ad during that but not like consistently I, I wouldn't say like every day we have all the time we have paid ads going
1: so. okay. okay yeah gotcha gotcha yeah so it, yeah and it sounds pretty pretty much like. Um, you know, your your demographic would be what? So, like, general population now, right? Like, that is that kind of the reason you guys switched over to Elevate?
4: Yeah, I, we, we felt like it was getting more of uh, an elite athlete type feel. It was kind of getting people – scaring them away from the gym. You don't want to be that – like, if you're not an elite athlete and you go into this yeah. place called Elite and, like, there's these big dudes at the front, like, you're going to yeah. be intimidated and it's not going to be as conducive. So, uh, yeah
1: definitely. That makes sense. Got it. And, um, yeah, so we are, we're getting towards the end of our time on the podcast. So, um, one thing I like to ask people and you know, you guys can both answer, you can answer like in your department as a company, like, it doesn't matter to me, which whatever you feel the best with, but, um, like, let's say Uh, like, what does growth look like for you guys?
6: Uh, I would probably say, you know, a year from now, you're walking into the gym. There's people using all of our recovery stuff. You know, there's somebody, there's two people on the compression sleeves. There's somebody we'll probably using double the the wellness light.
4: center.
6: Yeah. The, so yeah. in a year from now, we would like to double that wellness center. So we don't have the one sauna. We have, you know, two or three, two or three red lights, a few more compressions. So that way, we have everybody working out whether they're doing their general cardio or they're training with a trainer or they're doing tribe or even doing their own weights you know in, in our in our impact room after they get done they can come over and they can get that wellness you know the, the wellness is kind of the rejuvenate is is what we call it we really want that kind of launching and going because it, it's good to have a one one-stop shop and yep. They, yep. everybody can come in here, they can do whatever it is they need to do. And we have all of our recovery things in one place. Uh, and one thing we, we didn't even mention is we also do shakes too. So we have a shake shop, the, mm-hmm. the protein shakes. We have two options. You can do a soy protein or a whey protein. They're under 250 calories. We don't add any sugars to them. We use real fruit. Um, and so, you know, you can have that protein shake, that post uh, shake. You can get your your micros, your macros in, and then you can go over to that wellness area and you can spend some good quality time getting everything done.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah that's awesome. Awesome.
4: Yeah. And then eventually down the line, obviously, I think everyone wants to expand. That would be uh, to new locations. But uh, we want to make sure that this one is, you know, perfect before we get to that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That that makes sense. Yeah. You don't want to do it too early. Um, And I'm not sure exactly where, you know, you guys are at financially. But, you know, one thing we like to recommend is, you know, at at least 20 to 25,000 like net profit every month, like after everything's paid, like you're able to rip, you know, 25k out of the business every month and, and not miss it. So like I said, I don't know where they're at. But yeah, that's, um, it's good to be able to get everything in line first, right before you start, you know, wanting to to venture out into new things. I think we see that across the industry. You know, people do it too soon. And you know, if you're not careful, it's like, you know, you can get you can get in trouble. Pretty quick.
4: Yeah. I mean, some yeah. big yeah. pandemic could hit and then you could be in a real right. Tough situation, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. All yeah. right, guys.
1: Well, yeah. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I, I enjoyed it. I hope uh, you guys, had, okay. a you guys had a good time, time on here.
3: Yeah.
6: Thanks for having yeah. us, man. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah really absolutely. getting to talk a little bit Jim gym, gym stuff with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure, yeah, yeah. man.
1: And for our audience out there, if you found value from this podcast, please click the subscribe button so you can be alerted when new episodes are aired. And if you're a gym owner and you want to be featured on the podcast, click the link in the description, apply to be a guest. Until next time, Gym Lords out.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com.